Welcome to the 33rd episode of the World of Running. I'm your host Aditi Pandya. As we are recording this episode soon after the Berlin Marathon, I can't stop but to share the spectacular performance from Tigist Sefa who created a new world record for the fastest female marathon runner at Berlin Marathon. She ran in 2 hours 11 minutes and 53 seconds. Apart from her, Eliot Kipchoge secured his fifth victory at Berlin and the runners up in the men's category was a debutant named Vincent Kipkemoy. Before we go any further in today's episode, I have a request for all our listeners. If you like our podcast, you can subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcast. Also do share with other fellow runners who are yet to discover us. This podcast is sponsored by Athlos. What does it take to build functional yet beautiful running gear for Indian conditions? This quest and love for all things outdoors and running led to the launch of Athlos in 2015. Athlos founders Shruti and Praveen both are runners and outdoor lovers themselves set out to solve this with one fabric and product the bamboo tee soon enough the athlos tees sold out and along came some more orders and then came a stream of feedback and other challenges that runners faced the athlos running collection today features shorts and t-shirts made from sustainable and high quality fabrics like econel eucalyptus and merino wool the atlas running gear has traveled the world with runners donning in races like ladakh marathon malnad ultra comrades marathon ultraman australia etc and i being a runner myself and also a user of atlas can vouch that their t-shirts are one to go for We do a lot of research to identify the topics and come up with content, recording and post production. If you would like to reach out to us related to a topic or content or even sponsor one of our podcast episodes, write to us at connect@geeksonfeet.com. Now, getting back to today's episode. Based on the analysis we've done across various races in India, a surprising 80% of runners take up distance running after they have reached mid 30s in their life stage some runners train with a coach while a few others coach themselves some people transition from one sport to another and eventually get into running as a lifestyle change with no formal coaching in running that said as they start running runners set themselves against certain goals as they become serious about running this commitment to running can sometimes be like professional athlete one of the challenges however is no formal coaching as runners train this is either because of an intentional choice or lack of access to coaches or many times life priorities won't leave enough time to work with a coach in this episode we explore how to get the best out of us as we self coach as recreational runners 
we will cover topics such as best practices to approach self-coaching, setting realistic goals, creating a training plan, tracking progress, staying motivated, and dealing with setbacks and injuries. Our guest for this episode is Madhukar BK. Madhukar has run 18 marathons, many more half marathons, and 10K distances. He ran his first marathon in 2014 at the first edition of Sriram Properties Bangalore Marathon and completed that debut marathon of his in 4 hours, 59 minutes and 52 seconds. Since then, Madhukar has run marathons within and outside India and has also completed 5 of the 6 world major marathons including the Boston Marathon. He is currently preparing for his final world major marathon which is the upcoming New York City Marathon which is due this November. His best time for a 10K is 41 minutes and 51 seconds. For half marathon, he clocked 1 hour and 32 minutes. And for a marathon, his PB is 3 hours, 18 minutes and 52 seconds. And he has achieved the co-voted BQ, that is the Boston qualifier, in the past two qualifying windows. He is an active member of Souls of Bangalore a leading running group based in Bangalore. Apart from running, he works with an IT firm in Bangalore and lives with his wife and two sons. So, hi Madhu, how are you? I'm good, thank you Aditi. How are you? Good. And, uh, you know, it's been such a long time that we, we know each other and we are so, so, um, so intertwined in this running community. But it's only in our 33rd episode that we get to get you on on our podcast as as a, as a guest. So I'm really looking forward for today's episode. I'm very glad to be on your podcast. In fact, Aditi, thanks for having me. Okay, so 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 Madhu, um, you know, I I have seen you practicing, and just last weekend you did a HM for your run up to your New York, uh, your New York marathon, and I saw your timing, and it's incredible, right? And a couple of friends we were discussing how your running journey has panned out, and that's when I was talking to them and saying that you know he's been a a self coach. Right. And, and rightly so, uh, we called you for today's episode because we want to discuss further on the self-coaching aspect. So let me begin by asking you that if, if I'm a novice or have been running casually and now I want to sign up for a race, what's the best way to start training? Okay, that's a good point to start from. Uh, for a total novice, uh, I would say looking up uh, the internet for a couch to 5k plan would be the first step to go. Uh, it typically would uh, mean that uh, uh, the person would have to walk 30 to 40 minutes uh, every day, maybe every other day uh, in the first uh, couple of weeks. Uh, from there, you'll graduate to slow jogs at very comfortable pace. Uh, even there, maybe walk for one kilometer, jog for 500 meters, walk another kilometer. And so repeat this for about 30 to 40 minutes uh, again, two or three times a week. Uh, once you're comfortable with this, then you can try jogging for uh, 25 to 30 minutes uh, at, at one go. Again, don't do this more than twice or three times a week. Uh, again, for another uh, period of three weeks or so. 
So if you reach till here without any niggles or any anything that hurts, then it's time to sign up for a, a 5K or a 10K race, I would say. But uh, if the person is a little active and he's been into some sports or has been casually running, uh, in that case, uh, to sign up for a 10K, I would recommend maybe about 8 to 10 weeks of focused training block. Here, again, you build up your weekly mileage of around 50 to 55 kilometers per week, uh, not more than 12 to 15 percent increase across weeks, I would say. This is very key. Uh, you could add one speed workout in the first couple of weeks and then add one more speed workout. So maybe we'll talk about this maybe in, in the subsequent uh, questions that you may have. Uh, so total of four runs a week with one long run in it, uh, about 12 to 15K. So this would be a good, good start for uh, somebody who wants to get into a 10K kind of training. Understood. So, so, um, Madhu, were you a, a, a casual runner before you started uh, taking running as a serious sport or, or was this uh, experiment of yours? I definitely was very uh, casual kind of a runner. Uh, TCS 10K way back sometime, maybe in 2010 or 11 is when I got to know about uh, uh, 10K runs on, uh, on the streets of Bangalore. And a couple of us just casually went and uh, registered for it. That's how it started. All right. So my next question is uh, is um, related to this. Is uh, what is the key difference in self coaching when one starts with no background into running or sports versus people who have been into sports and then they then they get into running as a self discovery and then a serious hobby. Okay, that's that's an important topic. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll I'll dwell upon a little bit of the background of uh, about the endurance athletes uh, to start with. So, from my point of view, uh, endurance athletes mainly have three major phases of development. The first one being uh, the physical or mechanical development. Second one is the cardiovascular development, and the third stage being the metabolic systems adaptation and development. So, if you're just starting your journey, all of us need to be cognizant that. The first stage, the physical mechanical development is where we need to spend most of our energy and time. Uh, we need to be very patient doing the simple but not easy activities of brisk walks and slow jogs. That becomes the most important part of the training. Of course, uh, all, all endurance athletes need to focus on the strength workouts and also uh, the stretching and the, foam, uh, and the yoga, yoga part of it uh, uh, also. Uh, once you are beyond the first phase where, where you spent a considerable amount of time making sure that you're physically and mechanically fit enough uh, the second second phase of cardiovascular systems uh, come into picture i would say so here uh, this will involve a large amount of running uh, in uh, in very low intensity zones zone one or zone two and a little bit of introduction of speed workouts to make sure uh, you, you you strengthen your heart muscles and the overall size of the heart also improves so that the amount of uh, or the volume of uh, blood uh, the, your heart pumps also increases. So this this also takes quite a bit of time. It's not it's not a, a day or weeks or months. It takes maybe a couple of years at least. And once you are uh, once you have this under your belt, the third third phase of getting the metabolic system adaptations and development becomes key. So this is plain and simple weekly mileage accumulation. There is no shortcut to this is what I know. So spending as much of time in your zone one and zone two and uh, um, 
gathering all the kilometers every week. Uh, again, uh, the weekly mileage should not increase more than 10 to 12% week on week. And, and also you don't increase every week. Maybe you, you, you increase every other week or every once in uh, three weeks, you increase the volume. And of course you continue your speed workouts here and uh, have one long run at least every week. So doing this across seasons, across years, till you want to improve your uh, timing uh, will be needed. So all three phases, according to me, are quite important in your uh, when, when you're doing your own uh, training for yourself. Understood. So um, uh, this was a lot of information again uh, for somebody who is getting into running, right? And uh, the other thing that uh, that I wanted to talk to you is that today with uh, so much of accessibility on uh, social media and and um, various various medias, uh, there are many resources that are available on running, right? So it and it almost feels like a noise and overwhelming and sometimes also confusing so uh, can you give us a tip as to how to make sense of all of this <laughs> very true very true uh, yeah as you said everything in this era of social media uh, there are so many influencers putting out crazy achievements uh, like five five hour marathoner to sub three hour marathon marathoner in a year or blah 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 so it is very easy for folks to get confused and uh, go down the wrong path and worst of all, get injured. So that's that's something to really watch out for if you're uh, self-training yourself. Uh, personally, in all walks of life, for me, uh, people whom I've always looked up to are those who have themselves demonstrated what they're trying to teach. And they have done it over a sustained period of time. No flash in the pan kind of uh, people. So with maturity and a lot of interest, uh, one will be able to separate out the fluff is what I feel. Uh, and also what I've seen is, uh, from a personal experience for me, Twitter has been the number one source of valuable information. There are so many PhDs who are active endurance athletes themselves who put out a lot of useful information out there. So reading their tweets and following up on the research papers that they share has helped tremendously. And it's all, it's they're, they're very open. They, uh, you reply back to them and ask, ask some, uh, clarifications, they, they, they they immediately respond back also. So that has been very good for me. And uh, other part has, is being the, I'm part of a running group called Souls of Bangalore. Uh, and that has helped me a great deal because we have a lot of balanced runners there uh, who act as uh, sounding boards. You can put across your questions. They, they talk about what they feel and stuff like that. So this, this, um, these mechanisms have worked very well for me. I agree. I, I definitely agree to have a sounding board when you are training, especially when you are training alone. And um, in more days, uh, in more ways than one, it has helped me too. So I also want to ask you, Madhu, on is it necessary to create a training plan for ourselves, which will go week on week? Or should we have a more or less a macro plan and then go how we feel? Uh that's yeah that's that's quite again an important point uh, for all folks who are still with us and are listening to us till this point in the podcast i would say it is an absolute must to have a training plan taking it week by week and knowing what needs to be done next week i think will come once you have run for 8 10 12, 12 years uh, or beyond uh, even then i would say having a plan written down somewhere easy to refer to uh, will be very useful so that's what I do. I have a simple Google sheet, which I have a shortcut to on my mobile phone. 
I just click on that and open it and see at the beginning of the week or end of the week to get to know what what I want to do in the in that week. Understood. So once uh, we've been a casual runner and have ran like say a couple of 10Ks or 5Ks and then we want to sign up for a race, right? So for example, I want to sign up for a half marathon. So what are the factors that I should be considering to build on a higher mileage? Can you talk about like fitness, years of running, uh, setting a realistic goal and how to go about it? Sure, sure. Uh, I spoke about the three different phases earlier, right? So I think that is something which, uh, which uh, all of us need to be mindful of and make sure we don't skip our, uh, especially the first, the first phase of physical and mechanical development. So no point in going too fast, uh, too soon and breaking down. Uh, I'm sure you have seen it also. And I, I've, I've been part of the running community for a while now, and I've seen so many people breaking down too early. So that is something to watch out for, especially for uh, us folks who started running 35 or 40 years or, or even, even beyond that. Injury avoidance, I would say, is the key criteria. And in case you get injured, management of that becomes very important. So this is something which all of us need to be very mindful of. Uh, points to consider before signing up for the first marathon would be, am I willing to put in a minimum of five to six hours of running in a week? Am I willing to go to the gym three times a week and do some simple resistance training for 45 minutes to an hour each time? Will I take time to do a minimum of two yoga sessions and a bit of foam rolling before these sessions? These, these become very key. So you should answer very honestly and see if this, this is for you or not. Once the answer to these three are a clear yes, uh, setting a realistic goal becomes the key. Uh, from my experience, uh, uh, exact finish time setting at the start of a training block does not always work well. So people, people are quite ambitious or they break down in between and a lot of things happen. So uh, it would be best to have a rough idea or maybe uh, within a band of three to five minutes or so for a half half marathon uh, that too based on your recent 5k and or a 10k time and then fine-tune the targets as and when you progress through your training block maybe uh, have a couple of uh, checkpoints in your training plan to, to to make sure you're progressing and you know where you're going and uh, once we are closer to the race day you 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 can arrive at a more realistic or a very fine target kind of thing. So that's how I look at it. So this helps Madhu. So now if I have to ask you a little more specific about goal setting and say that um, there was a time when I ran a, a, a 56 change 10K and then it took me a while to do a sub to our HM. That is a half marathon. So if somebody is self-coaching themselves, what would be a best practice to uh, to set a goal for themselves? Okay. Uh, first and the best goal I would say is, is something is, is to say something like, I want to be able to run a minimum of three times a week when I am 70 years old. The distance and speed doesn't matter. So if if you start from there, then all the time 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 related goals can be slotted in. So the, the other time the people talk about a sub sub 40 minute 10k or a sub 90 minute half marathon or a sub three hour full marathon 100k ultra blah 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 and, and whatnot. But if you're clear that you are in here for the longer term, then having realistic goals and slow progression is the way to go, I would say. So you took, a, for example, of a 56 minute 10K. So clearly for a person who's uh, run a 10K at 56, 
there are there are a lot of uh, online calculators which you can punch in the value for uh, your 10k and it gives you a half or full uh, time as well but uh, thumb rule i would say double it plus i would say 7 or 8 minutes minimum so if you are really uh, 56 then it would i would i would say you are ha- almost very close to 2k to 2 hours but you with a with, with a solid 12 12 week uh, training plan maybe you will be able to do a sub 2 otherwise if it is a first hm that you are trying i would suggest that maybe you should have a little bit uh, conservative target and do a 2 hours 3 minutes or 2 hours 4 minutes kind of a half a half marathon so that is what uh, i would suggest but personally what i have seen works for uh, what has worked for me or what has been working for a few people who i mentor doing a 5k time trial and then doing a max hr uh, run uh and getting these two inputs and uh using that to draw up a plan has worked wonders and that 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 uh, if people are really uh diligent and disciplined to do the training for 12 weeks they can achieve uh, very good times from this understood and and when you are talking about uh, being diligent and trying to find out the paces if you can also talk about creating a training plan using some of these practices that you spoke um be it a weekly calendar or a bi-weekly calendar example like when to peak and when to when to do more endurance training something related to periodization that will be helpful sure yeah so race calendars for us uh, luckily are clearly defined well in advance and all of us know which races happen when so that's one clear indication for us uh, in india especially if the key half marathons and the full and, and the marathon races start around august and go on till february or so of course we have the tcs 10k in may in bangalore which is the official season starter for many of us so having this information uh, you you can you can really uh, chalk out your uh, overall plan especially for the base building uh, part of it uh, this i would say would need to start at least 6 to 8 weeks before a training block for sure uh, pace here would be all slow runs for me 3 uh, to 4 runs a week with one longish run and a total mileage of about 45 to 50 kilometers if you are trying to do a half and maybe a little more for full marathon runners so the focus in this base building period and even in off season would would have to be on the strength workouts with the minimum of uh, two lower body sessions in a week i would say so that's that's without fail and again like i mentioned earlier yoga and foam rolling has to be uh, done all throughout uh, to make sure that you don't get injured and uh, in terms of overall planning i would certainly suggest that be selective uh, just choose a few target races and stay focused that will help you to execute the training plan well got it so for our listeners if um, um this is just for your knowledge that at geeks on feet we have a race finder where we've curated races by the runners and for the runners right so go ahead and have a look at look okay so madhu now uh, and i know that this is a uh, new york marathon is your last world major marathon so i want yeah. to understand how how do you plan your training training cycle week on week or bi weekly month on month um 
and if you can give us an example of if there's if i have to go and practice for a half marathon mm-hmm. uh what should be my uh, at a macro level and then breaking it down to more micro level sure sure i i, I can give it a try so aditi basically the way i uh, i've been doing it for myself uh, over the past several years is uh, uh, like i mentioned i do a 5k time trial at the beginning Uh, of of my uh, training block and uh, i do a max hr uh, run as well to figure out that i i'm still my heart still has got capacity of the number of beats that it usually has uh, these two become the key inputs uh, when you when when uh, i'm drawing a training plan now coming in coming to the uh, part of uh, overall planning versus breaking it down uh the i i use something uh, a combination of two basically uh high mileage accumulation as well as uh, introducing speed speed workouts in 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 the plan so basically uh, two 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 uh, inputs that i use are from the 80 20 rule whatever that, that that's available on the internet where where they speak about at least 80% of your runs being slow in the zone 1 zone 2 area and only 20% being fast so that is fundamental fundamental one i use and for the speed workouts what i do is i use uh, the speed workouts uh, listed down in uh, the rlrf uh, plans if you if you are aware of that that's something run less run faster it's available on the internet everybody can just google it so you you get the speed workouts there they they, they mention that uh, tempos and uh, uh, the interval training there so i i combine these two to to come up with the overall plan that's the basic crux of the plan now coming back to your question about weeks and and splitting it into uh, smaller parts uh typically all of us should make sure that the first initial few weeks maybe 3 weeks maybe 4 weeks are primary that the focus should be on majority of the runs being slow so to make sure that you are tuning up your body you are you are preparing for the hard hard stuff that is coming up beyond that are uh, the next 3 to 4 weeks you can introduce one speed workout so that the body adjusts to to running fast i would i would prescribe alternate between the one week you do a tempo workout the next week you do a, a interval workout so this again in the next 3 to 4 week block once you're comfortable with this the next subsequent 3 to 4 weeks you can add both both the speed workouts the tempo and the intervals all along all these weeks the first three next three and the last three whatever i spoke all every week i definitely do one long run during the weekends so this long run for a half marathon uh, could be anywhere between 14 14 kilometers when you start to about 18 or 19 20 maximum around 18k is what i would do uh, for every week at least one run so this towards the end of this that's the, you you you've introduced two speed workouts plus you have a long run of 18k or so and the weekly mileage during this period is around 60 kilometers that will be your peak so this has to end at least two weeks before your race so the last two weeks for a half marathon i would do a taper where the volume decreases but the intensity still remains i wouldn't do a very hard interval kind of a training in these two weeks maybe a simple 800 into 6 or a 400 into 8 or something like that would be a good interval to do to maintain the intensity 
but dialed down the uh, volume of runs in the last two last two weeks so this overall gives you a 15 to 16 weeks kind of a training plan for a half at atlas they don't claim to make you a faster or a better runner runners who use atlas distance shots though tell they are able to enjoy and focus on what matters the most and that is the run thanks to their choice of a quick drying and light weight fabric econel this is a recycled ocean waste nylon and a pocket design that lets them store essentials like phone keys and energy gel for a long distance run short or long fast or slow roads or trails you should love your run at atlas they design the distance running shorts and products with this goal visit www.goatlas.com to check out distance running shorts and other products so um so good that you mentioned madhu about uh, run less run fast because uh, our previous uh, pre- previous episode of the podcast was with bill peers um for run less run fast so all our listeners who are listening till now can go and check out a previous episode <laughs> so uh, so madhu now if i want to uh, talking about base building and 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 periodization and peaking uh, how can i check my progress in between right so for example you mentioned in the beginning of of the training cycle i will uh, you generally do a 5k timing and then a vo2 max test and uh, in between if you have to say if i have to tune up right if i have improved over a period of time how do you do any any time trials or any any tune ups in between to know where you exactly stand yes yes of course all of us need constant validation and uh, some motivation to keep us going right so we want to see that our whatever effort and time we are spending really is paying off so like I, like you mentioned uh, if the basics of the 5k time trial and the max hr have been identified properly uh, your training plan becomes very objective so you can really uh, carve out a plan which gives you exact times for for every workout that you have uh, as runners i think we get clear indicators uh, as we progress in the beginning uh, most of the most of the runners see that the hr the heart rate hr when i when i say hr it's the heart rate so it spikes very quickly so it becomes tough to stay in a zone uh, if you are a total novice you are beginning in the in the journey then you will have to walk multiple times if you want to keep your hr within a particular zone uh, and slowly over period of time the number of walk breaks reduce and eventually you will get to a point where you will you'll be able to slow jog through throughout your workout so i i i've heard people come back to me with great joy saying that madhu i i, I didn't have to walk today i i was able to complete the 7k workout that you gave me without walk so that is that is a clear validation that something is working for i i don't have to tell them they they, they themselves realize uh, that and eventually over period of time you increase the distance also for the same amount of time for example if you if you want to run for an hour when you beginning when you are beginning maybe you will be able to cover only 6 and a half or 7 kilometers and slowly it goes to 8 9 10 so you you, you see, see see it for yourself so that one 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 that is one clear indicator so another indicator is also in terms of the target time or pace that you have to hit across each of the intervals when all of us be- begin the first few intervals are are almost even 
but as as it goes goes uh, further in, into the workout you see that it's it becomes very difficult and the last few intervals usually are above the target time so this this also changes over a period of time people are able to hit the paces across all intervals or they're able to sustain the pace across the 5k or 7k tempo all throughout so these are very clear indicators to the runner saying that okay whatever effort and energy i'm putting in this is paying off kind of thing and it, and it definitely it gives you a big high saying that okay i did this and the speed workout i was able to uh, do just this too so that is in terms of uh, uh, indication to how, how the training is working now coming back to the uh, time trials part of it that you asked uh, uh, from my experience in the past few training blocks uh, i have i have put myself uh, uh, two two checkpoints in, a, in in my 16 week training block uh, first one is a 10k race that i do at the end of six six weeks of training and second one is the half marathon distance which i do at, at the end of 10 weeks so this clearly gives me a uh, indication as to where where i am currently in terms of my fitness and also how the training is uh, working so this this really gives gives me a good validation in terms of uh, uh, what is working and what is not working understood understood so um i i want to now talk about some of the lifestyle changes that we have to consider when we are we are talking about building in yeah. mileage and running running longer distances so yeah. what should be some of the nutrition and diet that one needs to modify nutrition wise yeah i think uh, what i would want to start off is in terms of uh, uh, the body weight aspect of it for me uh body weight according to me is the single biggest aspect that 99.9% if not 100% of recreational runners can address uh there are multiple racing weight calculators online any any of your listeners can just search them uh just one one uh, note or one warning that most of us will be very far away from the racing weight when we start and look at this so just use it as a guideline and not as a very strict target and don't get demotivated uh, from it so managing this body weight becomes the key aspect for me if you really want to give your best at at a race uh, then comes all the super shoes and other things whatever blah 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 that you can add on to but this is the number one coming back to the nutrition point of it uh, clean eating uh, with protein rich food is the way to go uh, i am a believer in keeping as many things as simple as possible not easy though but uh, yeah this helps if if you are able to eat clean with protein rich food this will also help you address the weight angle so personally i try to get about 1 gram of protein per kg of body weight though most of the studies that i have come across suggest 1 gram per pound which is almost impossible for me despite i am me being a non vegetarian so that is something which i consciously try at least to get 1 gram of uh, protein per body weight per body per kilogram of body weight a uh, second aspect is uh, no fried food or no sweets so for me uh, being a sweet tooth uh, it, it's quite a challenge not to not to uh, indulge for myself with sweets i do cheat of course uh, but very selectively uh, just in case a cousin visits kolkata and gets a sandesh or a misty doy or something like that so <laughs> i make some exceptions and go ahead and have something but otherwise i try to uh, keep clean uh, and reduce this fried food and the sweets so again this helps uh, me to reduce the body weight and get to the racing weight 
uh, as close to the race as possible. Uh, third important aspect I would want to highlight is in terms of uh, alcohol usage. So this is something which uh, we as runners are, uh, uh, we, we need to wean out as quickly as possible during the 16 weeks, if I go back to 16 weeks calendar. So we need to make sure that we don't <laughs> end up having alcohol too, too often, too many times and uh, end up in, getting injured or so. So the beer can definitely wait at the end of the marathon finish, I, I suppose. And a uh, lot of your listeners would definitely relate to that. Uh, this uh, broadly is what in terms of food and nutrition I do. Uh, but one another key aspect I want to touch upon is about uh, good sleep. And sleep is an absolute must for all of us uh, endurance athletes. A minimum of seven to eight hours average uh, over a week is a must, I would say. This will definitely include skipping all the Friday night parties because there's a long run on Saturday morning. Uh, your cousins, your friends, uh, your uh, colleagues, a lot of them may curse you and may uh, make fun of you for doing it. But then that's what you need to do if you want to do a good LSD on uh, Saturday. Uh, you will have to pause those OTT series and hit the bed, get at least seven hours of sleep before you go to the um, uh, ground for your workout. So that is something I would say is uh, will go a long, still a long way for you in your training. Got it. So, Madhu, do you also regularly consult a physician or your family doctor when you are entering this cycle of 16 week or when when you when you complete like when you have done you one of your marathons and do you generally go once in once in six months or yearly for a regular checkup? Uh, yes, uh, me being on the wrong side of 40s, <laughs> I, I definitely do a, a annual health checkup of mine and I consult uh, my physician uh, and show, show the reports to him. Uh, consulting a physician before you start the journey is an absolute must, especially because um, many of the uh, runners now in India, for example, are taking up running late in their life. Like, like me, I, I started only at around 38, 39 when I was 38 or 39 years old. So it becomes very important for people to make sure that they consult their physician, especially if you have high BP, cholesterol or diabetes. So that's something which you need to do. Uh, I also get my basic blood work done. So this is something uh, I do uh, once every six months or so. Uh, this time, especially it helped me. Uh, I do the vitamin profile, especially the vitamin B and vitamin D. So B as in Bangalore, D as in Delta. Uh, it's, it is key for people to check the cholesterol profile. We keep hearing a lot of bad news in the running, in the endurance uh, field where people are getting uh, cardiac arrest and stuff like that. So getting a pro cholesterol profile becomes very important as well. And for ladies especially, uh, as well as gents, uh, getting the hemoglobin check is something which I would definitely recommend. Got it. So Madhu, now I want to talk about few of the challenges that that self-coaching and self-training brings in right and especially when um, as you mentioned about uh, long runs over weekends mm -hmm. so training longer can also bring in a little boredom and even loneliness in people Absolutely. right you can feel lonely sometimes when you are running for three kilometers uh, for three hours mm -hmm. continuously so what are your thoughts around runners budding up or joining a group to tackle tackle this lack of motivation yeah, yeah, very, very true, very true. Uh, doing running, especially, is quite repetitive, as all of us know. 
and uh, doing it for long periods of time is definitely uh, something which takes its toll on on your mind and uh, unless you are really really focused and uh, really motivated it becomes tough uh, and for runners in uh, countries like india especially we have only the morning uh, slot available to us so if you want to do a 20 miler like i mentioned all of us end up starting very early in the morning maybe 4:30 4:45 types to beat the heat and also the traffic and the dust and stuff like that so running in the dark is another challenge so definitely i would i would strongly recommend all runners to find a running group or a club near you and joining them so be mindful of the ethos of the group uh, before joining uh, don't get into a super speed or time focused group if you are not that kind of a person or get into a group which is quite autocratic where you need to do exactly what the coach says and stuff like that so just just do your homework a little bit look around and find some group which suits your uh, uh, interests and get into that if you are lucky enough find a training partner uh, who is approximately around your uh, target pace and stuff like that so that you can do your speed workouts also uh, with the training partner so having a train training partner makes life much 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 more easier some days you are down some days the training partner feels down so you can motivate each other and uh, get going and get uh, get across the finish line so having this certainly helps and it has helped me personally for sure so um so madhu you um you have been self coaching uh, for a very long time now right and um, and and being qualified for boston that also twice um, there has to be certain key traits to become successful when you are self coaching yourself right and that's the question that i want to ask that what are the key traits that make runners successful while they are self coaching yes uh, uh, i i have I, i am a self coach person for a long time but uh, like i mentioned i am part of the running group where i bounce off ideas and there have been people who have mentored me for short periods of time so that that is something which has happened in the past uh, in terms of key traits for self coaching i would say uh, the first and foremost is uh, having a lot of interest and passion in running wanting to do things wanting to run better wanting to do, achieve uh, good times staying injury free becomes the key so the the passion behind this becomes the real fundamental thing for me with time of course with maturity and patience uh, you 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 learn how to filter out the noise from the signal so that uh, you make sure that there there you, you don't really uh, try and uh, follow on something which you're not supposed to do you know what what works what won't work and you are honest about yourself about your capabilities what what you are able to do what, what the amount of time you are able to give yourself and stuff like that so having that maturity becomes key and of course extreme amount of discipline and dedication there is no shortcut to it i, I would say so this is something these are this is this is a very very key trait for all endurance athletes uh, to be disciplined all through and have the dedication to go and do those workouts that have been chalked out by you for yourself in simple in a uh, 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 short uh, sentence that i came across on twitter uh, which really resonates uh, with me is relentless consistency in doing simple things so this is what is needed as a key trait for us to be successful when we are doing our our own planning so i so agree uh... 
uh, Madhu, on this that A, the love for the sport and B, yeah. believing that you relentlessly do the same thing again and again and believe in the compounding interest, right? That right. will bring you to the finish line, I improve yourself in the goals is, right. is something that I, I, I truly believe. So I also want to talk on the challenges that you have faced during your journey, right? And how did you tackle with respect to your work and other life stressor? Yes, yes. Uh, first and foremost, I think acknowledging the fact that life happens, nothing, not everything that uh, you will be in my control, this, this, this goes a long way. So all of us need to acknowledge this fact. Uh, a little bit of planning, a little bit of advanced planning and discussing this plan with your support system, people who are around you, uh, goes a long way. In my case, uh, my wife is a total is a person who totally supports me. So I typically end up talking to her a few days in advance or whatever, uh, maybe a week in advance saying that I, these are the key uh, workouts that I need to do in this uh, week and uh, I need some extra time for myself and stuff like that. Uh, in terms of, yeah, being, being in the regular corporate kind of a job, there are uh, calls at nights and there are long meetings and stuff like that that happened with most of us, including me. So if there are, say, scheduled work uh, meetings at night, uh, like many of us have, then not uh, scheduling a speed workout immediately the week, uh, sorry, immediately the next day morning uh, will help, for example. This is just an example. So that's something which you can do. Similarly, if there are things that are coming up on the weekend, there is no point missing out on your long, long run uh, every week. I, I keep focusing, I keep stressing that uh, we need to do one long run every week for sure. So trying to see if you can squeeze in the long run on a Friday or, or on Monday or whatever with a little bit of planning here and there. That is something which also I, I, I have done in the past and that I recommend people to do as well. Uh, despite all this, I'm sure uh, we will have some odd session which don't go well or we'll have to skip inevitably. So, but uh, just take take that in your stride and move on. Uh, never try to compensate for a missed run, I would say. So, this is how I have been tackling my work life and other stuff. Understood. So, during this journey, what are the tips and what are the tools that uh, you have used as far as technology is concerned? Uh, like I mentioned, I, I, I try to keep most of the things as simple as possible. Uh, I use, uh, for me, uh, the, the, from the technology point of view, having a GPS watch, having a heart rate belt and a few comfortable pairs of shoes. I think this is something which, uh, every, all of us uh, should have, uh, that if we, if we are serious about our running, uh, personally, I use a Garmin watch, a Garmin HRM belt. Uh, I'm planning to buy a polar arm strap soon. So I'll see how that goes. And I have a few pairs of uh, shoes, which I rotate uh, during the week. And I have a racing shoe also, which I keep for only, only my races kind of thing. So that's about uh, the tools I use. Of course, I, I upload all my runs to Garmin Connect and to Strava. Uh, I look at some key parameters uh, after the run, primarily being the heart rate data, my cadence, my kilometer splits. Especially if uh, during the speed workouts, if my uh, splits across all intervals are what it's supposed to be uh, or across the, in, in the tempo, whether it has been consistent from the beginning to the end. So this kind of thing is what uh, I look at, but it is, it is, it's, it's very short. I, I just come, come back home and upload and just uh, have a look at it for a few seconds, maybe, maybe half a minute or a minute maximum. That's, that's about it. 
Understood. And would you suggest any books or resources to runners to read and which can help them in their journey of self-coaching? Uh, I'm not a, too much into uh, reading books. I'm not a keen book reader or anything like that. But uh, of course, I have read a few of them like the, I, like I mentioned, the 80-20 rule. The 80, it's called the 80-20 running. It's uh, run stronger and run faster by training slower. So it, it sounds quite uh, counterintuitive. How can you train slow but uh, race fast? Uh, this is something which I've personally experienced for the past uh, three or four cycles. And it really works. You need to trust the process. Do what, uh, what this uh, requires. Train slow as well as have your fast runs. And that is something which this book taught me. So that was quite useful. I also mentioned about the run less, run faster, right? So that is something which took me from four plus hour marathoner to a 345 marathoner. So when I when I first read about run less, run faster and introduced the speed workouts from there into my training. So that's the second book I would recommend. In terms of resources, again, I would say Twitter is by far the best source of information. So be sure that you check the background profiles of people you want to follow. Make, there are so many PhDs, so many sports psychologists, sports physiologists, and a lot of guys who put out a very valuable information out there for free. Build up your following very slowly, carefully, and, uh, and read what they say. So this, this will go a long way in your journey. Understood. So I have a few questions for you, uh, Madhu. And um, the first one being, why did you choose to self-coach? Uh, it is from, from the beginning, I, I was just, that, that, that is something which gave me the quote unquote high. I didn't want to really go and, uh, seek help from somebody else for my running journey. I, 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 I gave it a thought. I know maybe even, even now, maybe if I had gone to a coach, uh, I could have progressed faster, maybe even better kind of thing, but then wanting to do the Boston by my own training is something which really motivated me to self-coach <laughs> <laughs> okay so with this we come to the end of today's episode and uh, madhu thank you so much for taking out time and 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 giving us so many insights um i wish you all the best for your upcoming marathon and a wonderful running season ahead Thanks so much, Aditi. It was a great, great. I had a great time. It was a pleasure being here. And thanks for the wishes. I hope I crack the New York Marathon in November. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> all the best. Thank you. I would like to thank all our listeners. And if you like this episode and would like to know more on the world of running, please subscribe to our channel. And if you know of someone who is starting their journey into fitness and running, do share our podcast link with them. I would like to thank my friend Arvind for editing, sound recording and taking care of the post-production for this podcast. If you have any suggestions on improving the content of the show or topics you would like us to cover, please share it by emailing us at connect at geeksonfeet.com or you can also reach us through Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. <laughs>